Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. We've been looking at this, and I'm so excited. We're closing up. Now, don't cry too hard. I know we're coming to the close of this series. Has this series been helpful to you? This in your walk with God? Awesome, awesome. We've been hoping that, and just don't get too sad because we're going into a brand new series next week um, that's called God is Not Mad, and it is going to be phenomenal. I'm excited because a lot of society and a lot of uh, people in my life and people in my circle, we kind of view God as this God who is looking for us to mess up or looking for ways to punish us. And I don't know if you've ever heard anybody say, you know, when they get sick, like, I don't know what I did wrong. You know, or you have something happen in your life, and you're like, well, uh, you know, I don't know why God would allow that to happen. There's all these questions and things that, that sometimes society has created this, this mindset that God is mad. And we're going to be looking at how when we change our perspective to know who God truly is, he comes alive in our life. And I can't wait. I'm so excited to walk through this series with you as you experience what it is to have a father that is so about you, so obsessed with you, and you start to realize that he is good and all things come out of him is good. And when you start doing that, when you start getting a new perspective of God, you'll realize he starts working in your life in new ways. You'll start realizing that he is in the, on the move all the time in you. Are you excited for that, for God to move in your life in such a real way? Come on, April's gonna be a good month. I'm so excited. But as we kind of close up today, I just want to talk about legacies. Legacies. You know, we've been talking about revealing heaven and giving life-giving tribes and making sure that we have a circle around us that's really just life-giving to us so that we can be all that we need to be. And talked about being a church of conversations and making sure that we don't hit everything with statements, but that we approach it like Jesus did with a question. And then uh, talked about being, you know, everything that God wants us to be as a church. Uh, today, I want to kind of turn the focus in, into legacies and the legacy that we're leaving. I want to cl- uh, start off today with Deuteronomy chapter 39, 34, I'm sorry, verse 9. If you turn in your Bibles or if you have your electronic Bibles, light them up. Every time I say that, I always think of the song, um, Fall, Out, Fall Out Boy. Whatever. Light them up, 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 light them up, up. I'm on fire. You know, I love that part. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9. It says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. And the sons of Israel listened to him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for your word. I love it because there's a picture of Joshua, the up-and-coming leader, up-and-coming man of God who's going to lead the people of Israel. And we have Moses, this incredible, incredible leader that has been leading the people out of slavery in Egypt into freedom. And they've been wandering the wilderness in this pursuit of the promised land. And so Moses has been leading in such a way just to have people 
experience who God was. They've seen miracles. They've seen God work in such miraculous way. And now here we find Joshua, and he is stepping into this leadership role. And it, the Bible says that he was full of a spirit of wisdom. He was a wise man. He had wisdom beyond his years. And the Bible says with a little comma, because Moses laid hands on him. I want to talk about a legacy because a legacy is something that you pass on. It's something that you give on to the next generation. Now, I love the church that we experience today. And some of you, you know, you don't know this, but you are sitting in the middle of a dream that was started years ago. Something that was birthed in the hearts of those that said, you know what? We need a place where people come and gather that know their purpose and are coming alive to it. Not just another church. We don't just need another church. How many know? We don't just need another place for Christians to meet. We need a place where people are coming alive to their purpose of why they're here on earth and coming alive to that to reveal heaven everywhere they go. Can you imagine that? And today you're standing in the middle of a legacy that we are passing on. I love it because my kids, they're set, they're, um, how old are they? They're six and they're eight. Uh, Zion's about to turn eight, April 11th. And uh, they are growing up in a culture and I'm so blessed. And if any other parents in the building, you can kind of uh, resonate with me or grandparents or you just love kids half to death. I love that my kids grow up in a culture where miracles are normal. Generosity is expected. Serving and prophesying over our neighbors is the average. Isn't that amazing? Them seeing daddy and mommy step out of the boat into our uncomfortable zone because God is drawing us to it is the norm. Nothing makes me happier than the legacy we're passing on to the next generation where they're growing up in a place where the things of God are normal. Just the other day, we had someone, I can't even remember what it was, but someone had back pain or, or they were sick or something, and we were on the phone. And on Nay's first approach to it, she, she ran up, she said, hey, we need to pray. I'm like, okay, Bishop. Like, bringing it, girl. Come on, Pastor on Nay, let's go. But she had grown up in such a culture where prayer is the common response because she's seen miracles happen. She's heard stories about how we've prayed and seen God move. So the first thing she says is not, go grab the Advil. Go make an appointment with the doctor. What's she say? Pray. Because that's the legacy that you are sitting in the middle of, that we're passing on to the next generation. Many of you know, I lost my grandfather two weeks ago now, and he is up with Jesus. He was in the hospital. He was a little sick, but it wasn't anything serious. Honestly, it took us all by surprise because the doctors even told us, they were like, you know, you can come see him, but no rush. He's just got a little infection. It's no big deal. Um, and then took a turn for the worse, and now he's up with Jesus. But this was a man who lived what he preached. He was a man of God. He grew up in a common home where his, his dad was a janitor at a church, and his mom, they came to church and to Jesus later in life. So nothing spectacular. But God moves in his heart, and he stepped out of the boat, went to Bible school, learned about ministry, and went on the road with a Southern Gospel group called The Couriers. Any Southern Gospel group fans in the building? All right. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan myself, but I love my grandfather, so I listen to his stuff. And uh, they traveled around 
thousands and thousands came to Jesus because of their ministry. They would sing and he would preach. And my grandfather, he had this voice of God. And I prayed so hard. Let me just be real with you. I prayed so hard, God, give me that voice. Because I don't even have to preach good. I just have to have that voice that sounds like God, you know? When he would preach, it would literally sound like the Father was speaking to you. Because there's this low, deep bass voice. And he would sing with curse, and he would shake the room when he would sing those low notes. It's just amazing. And then God called him uh, to go to Barbados to be a missionary. So he was over there for three years and served as a missionary. Then he came back to the States, was a pastor of a church for seven years. And then God shook things up a bit and called him to the road to have a family ministry called Home Fire Family Ministries, where he ministered to broken families all across the U.S., it was amazing to see what God used him with. And the norm for him was to step out of the boat when God drew him. He, he literally lived his life waiting for the voice of God. He waited. God called me. I'm ready. And as soon as God would speak, he would move. So this is the, the pappy, the grandfather that I have, that he passed this legacy on to me. He would see miracles happen when he prayed. In fact, when he prayed, it sounded like he was in the room with Jesus. Sorry, I'm going to be a little emotional. First experience was a lot worse, so you're, you're all thankful that you came to this one because um, I was a crybaby then, but I, just a little tears for this one, okay? I'll spare you a little bit. But he, when he would pray, it would, I remember I was really little, but I remember when he lost his father. And I remember him praying one of the first prayers that I can remember as a kid after the fact of losing his father. And he prayed like God was his father. And I remember being so rocked as a kid, being like, wow, He's speaking to God like he's in the room. That was my grandfather. I had the privilege of compiling his life into a video and taking all of the pieces of what he was and who he is and place it all in one story. And I'd love to show you that today, just to show you the legacy of my pappy. So watch the screen, and we're going to watch uh, the life of Dave Colonin. Now, when we were at the funeral, we had over 1,000 people gather in that space to celebrate him and over like 3,000 watching online live streaming. So the impact of his life was just amazing. But the greatest impact right now for me is the legacy that he passed on to me. So check it out. This is my pappy. Good morning. Good morning. I've had the heebie-jeebies all morning. What a blessed service this is. I was delighted with the music. It was my kind. And the sweet presence of the Lord, it's just like the first time we met. Enoch, 
He had a great faith to walk with God. He became famous for those words, and doesn't the Bible say, Enoch walked with God, did it by faith. Wasn't it Abraham who learned to live by faith? So many, many descendants from that great family because Abraham lived by faith. We said, okay, we'll, we'll be the 55 couriers. Mm-hmm. And then we were the 56, 57, 58 couriers. And then when we left school, we said, there will be no 59 couriers here <laughs> because we are taking the name with us to Pennsylvania. Hi, I'm Dave Colonnan. I'm a part of Home Fire Family Ministries. Hard to believe, but this year is our 10th anniversary year. Okay, gang, we're ready. Let's go. Crazy to go back up here to the turnpike. This goes oh, here, I agree, yeah. right across here, over to 81, oh, Chambersburg, yeah. and you're in. gonna be happy you tuned our way today. Here we go. Everybody's watching. You got it, buddy. You got it. Jesus makes a difference in everybody's life. If you want to do that. You guys bring joy wherever you go. And um, I think that even the joy our family has, has been direct fruit from you guys showing us how to do it. I do believe that God above created you for
I'm a man that is getting up in years. I don't know how many more years I have out here, maybe 10 at the most, who knows? But I'm taking these valuable years to watch, what did I leave behind? I never know when my last evening will be. I have to carefully begin to put in and pass the baton down to the rest of my family and ask the Lord for forgiveness for the things I didn't do right and ask him for grace to let me carry on better tomorrow. I'll tell you something, the three of us have been the three happiest guys you've ever known for 58 years. We've traveled the miles together and I've loved every minute of it. Would you listen to our final note? I can hardly believe I'm saying it. I want to sing one more time. After 39 years of singing this song, I don't know how many times we've sung it, but this is it, the final. God will make it possible for you to have the gift of the dream that we started with a long time ago. Thank you for allowing our gang to come your way. Take care of them. That's, that's my pappy. He was always living that way. We got to travel with him for 12 years on the road. And just, I got to watch my grandfather as he had this life, this normal of listening and moving. And as God led him, he just moved. As God would speak, he would step. Isn't that amazing? I, I remember just as a kid growing up in this normal. And today... We stand in the middle of a legacy that we're passing on to the next generation. We are creating a space where it's normal for the things of God to be in motion. That it's not just a dead space. I can't tell you how many people told us that Philadelphia is the hardest place to plant a church. And there's, you can't, you won't be able to do anything for years in Philadelphia and just all these things. And don't get me amped up, okay? Because when you start to come against things like that, it gets me rolling. Me and Ashley are like, oh, just watch us. <laughs> you know? Like you say, can't, oh, watch what God can do. Because it's that scripture with the attitude behind it. You know, it's like, when God is for us, who can be against, you know what I mean? It's like that, who can be against us? And when God is with us, we are creating a legacy here where people will, will uh, come into a space and be like, wow. And we can say, hey, that might have been church. This is change. That might have been what you've experienced in the past, but this is what the Father wants to do in you now. And I don't know where you are. You might be in this place and you might have an amazing legacy that has been passed on to you. Just like me and my grandfather, where he placed this incredible mantle on my shoulders where I'm like, wow, I have to carry this well. Or maybe you come from a situation where you don't have the greatest legacy. Maybe you don't have the greatest heritage and people have not passed the greatest things on to you. And you're like, I would rather wash my hands of them. 
If I were really honest and really real, I would love to forget the last years of my life and start new. Can I tell you that God is not only a God who forgives, he's not only a God that makes us clean, he's a God that restores the years that we thought we lost. Isn't that amazing? God comes in and when he comes in, he restores all the loss and makes it our gain. There might have been a lot of years that you thought, I don't know what I can ever do with that. I don't know how God could ever use or redeem that. Can I tell you that God is in the business of restoring? He's in the business of redeeming. And he can take all the years that you might have felt captive, neglected, dead to your dreams. He can take all the years that you've been broken and hurt. And he can redeem it and start a legacy with you. I believe with all my heart that God wants to start a legacy with your life. That just like my grandfather, he lived in an average home, but he made a decision that from him on, they were gonna move in the things of God. And I believe that for your family, that as for you and your family and generations to come, you will see a move of God through your family. How many want that? Come on. In uh, Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 1 through 4, it says, Now Moses went up from the plains of Moab to the Mount Nebu and the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. So he was looking over the promised land. Remember the story of Jericho? The walls had to fall for them to take on the promised land. He was up on the mountain and all the land of Judah as far as the western sea and the Negev and the plain of the valley of Jericho and the city of palm trees as far as Zohar. Then the Lord said to him, this, check it out, Moses. Look at it. This is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob saying, I will give it to your descendants. Check it out. This is the future I have for your family. This is the church I have for you and the generations to come. This is the land. This is the territory I have promised you. Now, I love this because Moses wasn't actually the starter of all of this. Even though he was a great man, he was a great leader, it all started with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when God promised them the land that they would give their descendants. And you can read in the scriptures how in, uh, uh, they, had, they saw the stars and God spoke to Abraham and said, your descendants are gonna be outnumbering the stars and I'm gonna give them territory. This was a dream that was placed. How many are so thankful for the legacy that we are standing on today that heroes have gone before us and prayed over us, prayed over our futures, prayed over this land that God would move in such a mighty way and now, we are standing on the mountain looking over the land that God has already sworn to us and we are to take on as the promised land. Amen. And then it was passed on to Joshua. And Joshua was the one to lead the people into the promised land. Now we pick it up in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. And this is Joshua he says, Now it came about after the death of Moses. So now Moses was gone. And that's how I feel even, even today is like my pappy is gone. The, the heritage, the legacy that he brought, those that have gone before us and prayed the prayers and cultivated the soil, they're gone. And now here's Joshua ready to lead the people. And it says, 
The Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. I want that to resonate in your spirit because I believe that this is what God is speaking to us today. And God is speaking to you and your family. That whatever has happened in the past, and that's why we say, that was church, this has changed. I don't know where you've come from. I don't know what legacy has been passed on to you. But God, <laughs> Woo! My, my tear ducts are on overtime today. I don't know what, what has happened in the past, but I do know this. That was church, this has changed. God is stepping up in your life and helping you to arise to the, the mandate that he has on you now. And there are some of you, you don't even know where to start. Like, I have no idea. Hey, what a great space to learn. What a great space to grow up in. That this is a place where the people of God gather and with one another we learn what it is to be the Joshuas that arise. And not only hear about the promised land, but walk into it and own it and claim it for our families. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for God to use you? That he would speak over you. Arise. This is your time. This is what I've prepped you for. And some of you don't feel ready. Hey, I've been there and done that. Some of us don't feel ready for our calling. But God always qualifies the called. He always puts inside of you what he's drawing out of you. So when you say, God, I'm not qualified, just look deeper. It's already in there, I promise you. It just needs to be brought out to the surface. And sometimes the risk is what you need to get it to the surface. Take that risk, that step of faith saying, God, I don't know. It looks like water to me. That looks like some wavy water. And God said, hey, wait, as you step, I'm going to make sure your ground is secure. As you take that step, that water's going to turn to solid. As you take a leap of faith and say, God, as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my descendants and my generations to come, as for Zion and Ane, they will always see a mom and dad who are stepping out in faith proclaiming the gospel, praying over our neighbors, even though it's awkward. Let's just be real. Sometimes it's awkward. <laughs> Prophesying over people, even when you feel like an idiot. They'll know it because they'll see mom and dad step out in faith all the time. It's going to be a normal for them. They're always going to hear about us talking about the miracles that are happening because we took a risk and prayed. They're always going to hear about our friends coming to church because we took a risk and invited. They're always going to hear about it. I, I, we were in the park yesterday. I don't know about you, but man, I, I moved in Philly and it was getting kind of chilly and everybody was hibernating. Okay, my city was empty. Okay, my neighborhood, there was a ghost town. Now all of a sudden, springtime comes out, everybody comes out of hiding. I'm telling you, the park was full, was it not? The park was full. I mean, families, kids, grandpa, I was like, where y'all been? We've been here for like six months. Y'all been hiding. And I started to look around and I couldn't help but just be broken because of the families and the promised land that God was showing us. And it was something that was in our hearts long ago. But as we walked through that park, I couldn't help just to be broken. Because I was looking out at all those kids and all those high school students and all those young families. I couldn't help but think, where are they? What's their story? How have they been hurt? How have they been broken? Are they dealing with things that are separating them? Are they dealing with things that are making them dive into the cave of isolation? 
to depression, anxiety. Do you know like 42 to like 50% of all students that go to school deal with depression on a suicidal level? That should alarm us as the church. That should break us. We have to be broken for the things that the Father's broken for. But as we were in that park, it got me so excited because I started looking around at the promised land. It was almost like I was almost, almost on that mountaintop experience where Jesus was showing me. And he was saying, look, this is the land I promised your descendants. Now take it. Take this land. And I would have to charge you today. I don't know how you've come into this space. If you have a phenomenal heritage that you're living out or you're the first one that's starting this. But I want to commission you today as God just speaks the word on your life. Arise. It's time to arise and start a legacy. And it begins today. It begins with you. It begins with God coming alive in your life. You taking that risk, stepping into the things of God, stepping into the things that he has for you, things that he's already placed on you, he's already placed inside of you. Some of you have never experienced what it is to walk on water. You've never experienced what it is to step out of your comfort zone and work in the things of God. Can I tell you, that's why we did this series to break out of the mindset that church is just a place where we gather. There's so much more than that. This is not just another church. And if you're looking for an average church, you might want to keep looking. I'm just going to be honest with you because this is a place where we're coming alive to our purpose. We're we're seeking after the things of God because we're broken for the things that he's broken for. We look at our city and we don't look at them as an obstacle. We look at them as an opportunity and, and the loss that God's heart is absolutely pursuing. And we want to be a part of that vision. We want to be a part of that mission to make sure that the kingdom of God is coming down to earth and it's starting with Philadelphia. Come on, how many can see it in your neighborhood? How many can see it in your family and in your children and in their children? Come on, that as grandparents, we're looking at our grandchildren saying, do you know that all of my pappy's kids and grandkids and great-grandkids are loving God and in the ministry? What a phenomenal legacy that he left. And it can start with you. Pass on to the next generations. That we, today, we're starting something phenomenal. We're starting a culture where the things of the kingdom are normal. Generations to come, they won't even think about it. Things that we're building, things that we're cultivating, things that we're working hard to make sure that happen. Today, if you're here, you say, Elijah, I've not been given the best legacy. I've not been handed gold. In fact, I feel like I've been cheated. I feel like I'm unqualified. I feel like I'm broken. And yeah, you're talking about building a legacy and starting a legacy, and it starts with me. It all sounds really good, but I feel so unqualified. I feel like I don't have what it takes to actually start it. I want to pray over you today. We have a team here that would love to surround you and cover you because I believe in this season of your life, you're going to see God work in such a huge way. And he's going to show you that he not only calls you, but as you move in him, he's going to strengthen you, give you the peace you need, give you the joy you need, heal those broken places that you think nobody can reach. The Father's going to mend those places so that you can pass on to the next generation 
healing and wholeness. They can work in the things of God, not as broken people who are surviving, but as children of God who are, are thriving in the things of God. If that's you, you say, God, I, I really, I just don't feel qualified, but I want to start that legacy today. Would you just stand your feet? I want those in this church that your family, I just want you to rush to these that are standing right now. We want to surround them and pray that the Bible says that Joshua was full of a spirit of wisdom, but it was when Moses laid his hand on him to pass on the legacy. So today we're starting a legacy. Come on. And it starts with you. It starts with your life. This might be the boldest thing you do. I mean, just taking a step and saying, I want to start it. It starts with me. It starts with my family. It starts with my prayers. It starts with me. That's amazing. Come on, let's pray for these. God, I thank you so much for putting your anointing, all that you are on these that are starting a legacy today. God, I thank you so much that you don't just call us, you qualify us, God. And when we step out in faith, we step into the things of God, you give us so much power and authority to walk in the things of you. God, we're not just Christians. We're children of the King. We're heirs to the throne. God, everything that's in your kingdom is ours to possess. And so God, I thank you so much for these that are standing in the gap between that which was handed to them and that which is coming the Moses generation, God, that they're passing on to Joshua to possess the land, to possess the promised land, to step into the promised things of God. And God, I thank you so much that you are giving them all they need. You're strengthening them. And God, I thank you so much for your healing. Ooh, if you need healing, just receive this right now. I pray for healing, God, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Man, if you're sitting down, just receive that right now. I just feel like those, there's those in this room, you need to receive that right now. Father is healing emotional scars. He's healing spiritual scars. He's healing physical scars right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you're healing us so that we can be whole to represent you well. Father, we love you and we trust you. We thank you for the life that you're calling us to. Thank you for the life that we're stepping into. We love you, Jesus. God, I thank you for the generations to come that will know you because of these that are standing in this room. You're showing them the promised land. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would everybody stand to your feet? I want to take a moment and just pray for us as a church. As we step into this, this month of April, going into a season of Easter, how many know it's the easiest month to invite someone to church? So easy. It's like everybody goes to church on Easter. Everybody. We're stepping into this season where it's very intentional. We want to be intentional with everything we do, everything, every conversation we have, and even in the park, man, we're just being super intentional, looking around, saying, God, how can we reveal when we love on people? Isn't that what Jesus did? He revealed who he was. People felt the miracle, and then he revealed the kingdom of God. That's what we're called to do. Love on people, encourage them, bring life and gold into their life. Let them experience the Father. I want to pray for us as a church because I believe that God has given us such responsibility to carry out his mission here. And he has given us such an incredible vision, an incredible heart for this land. I just want to pray over us as a church to just be able to reveal who he is. 
out of a heart that is steadfast in him, out of a heart that knows who we are as children of the King. So would you just lift up your hands and just receive and say, say, just make this your prayer. God, we just come before you today and we pray that you would empower us to be your church in motion, that we'd be broken for the things that you're broken for, God, that we would look for ways to reveal and God, we would start a legacy today that would go throughout the generations. God, that our kids, 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 kids would know this culture, this culture of miracles, signs and wonders, this culture of prophecy, Lord God, where it's a normal, ongoing, this presence of God that is so thick you can cut it with a butter knife. We pray that we would start this legacy and pass it on to the generations that come after us. God, that we would be intentional about spreading your word. Give us opportunities to share your love and to be the church in motion. We love you, God, and we trust you. In your name we pray. Come on, everybody, let's give him a shout of praise for who he is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.